Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. I'm excited to be back with y'all this morning. I hope y'all have had an amazing week uh, and enjoyed the snow. Usually I love snow, but I've been like excited to see it go this time. I know, but I do miss the kids being home. Like I love everybody being together, but being cooped up in the house, like with six kids, uh, <laughs> we ventured out yesterday uh and I'm sure that people think that Cub looks like he's been in a fight with a bear because his sister has clawed him. He loves to aggravate everybody. So they they just wrestle. One of them has a slightly chipped tooth um, where they accidentally headbutted the other one. <laughs> so they need to get out and we need some sunshine and we need to be able to play outside. So I was like, yay, the snow is gone. We can get outside. But now it's like raining, y'all. And it looks like it's going to be raining all week. So, needless to say, I'm kind of already ready for spring. Like, I don't I don't like rushing things, but I need some sunshine in my life. And y'all already know my plans on, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I've got all these plans. I want to start a garden. But the last garden that I did was a flop. It was a flop, y'all. Because we got rocky soil. And we tilled it a couple times. But trying to do rows of stuff... When you have ADD and six kids, we like had watermelons and and tomatoes and everything like all bunched in coming up together. We probably made a new breed of seeds and stuff because some things that were coming up, we are like, what in the world is that? So (laughs) it was a struggle. So of course, this time I've I've got all these TikToks saved of this little garden area that I want to do with box gardens. So if anybody has any tips or tricks for some cute little box gardens, let me know. Hit me up because I want all the ideas because I'm bound to determine I'm going to make it work. We're going to make it work. And I just got to say that I love, love, love that homesteading is like a trend right now. Like I'm here for it. A lot of trends, I'm going to be honest, I don't care too much about. And I don't even know what they are half the time. And, uh, you know, I love that homesteading has become even more of a trend than like contouring. Because y'all, y'all with the like glamorous looking contours, I'm jealous. But I have tried it. And whenever I contour my face, I look like I have uh, been beat up. And I'm trying to hide it. Like it looks like there's bruises all over my face. And then areas where I look like... (laughs) I'm highly uh, anemic and washed out. So there's that. I can't contour. Homesteading is a trend that I can jump on, okay? I may not do it the best, but I love at least trying it. And a little off topic here, but do y'all ever, in the wintertime, I feel like January is like a really good time for reflection. Like I do a lot of writing and journaling and making plans and, you know, setting some goals. And uh, <laughs> then I get distracted. And and sometimes I, like, look back at my list and I'm like, what in the world is wrong with my brain? Like, what am I thinking? So last week I was thinking, you know, it's never too late. Like, I feel like I'm on the cusp of, I'm going to be 35 in a few months. And that's kind of hitting me hard because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's halfway you know, between 30 and 40, you know, I'm going to be 40 in five years. And that just makes me sad. But it also makes you want to reflect. And it makes me think, 
it's never too late to like do something else. Like set a new, have a new dream and go back to college or go be a goat farmer. Yeah, a goat farmer. That was on my list of things that I thought that I might want to do. Like I thought I could get some goats and milk them and make like goat soap, goat milk soap and goat cheese. And I just pictured me out there in like this cute little floral apron playing with our goats and milking them and then making some like soaps and starting a little shop. What are y'all's thoughts? (laughs) Go ahead and laugh because I have died laughing at the thoughts of it. Okay. Um, (laughs) But the thing is like on the same paper. On the same paper. This is how my brain is wired, y'all. Okay? And I know that I'm not the only one. But on the same paper of like, we can get goats, milk goats, have some kind of little biz with that. Okay? Um, I had down like hip-hop dance instructor. Because y'all know that your girl loves to dance. Like, I love to dance. That's been in my jeans since I could walk. Like, I love to dance. And it's so hard to refrain if you hear like, a song from the 2000s. Like, my playlist is so crazy because a lot of times it's like Carrie Job and Ann Wilson. But then, like, you know, Get Low might come on. You know what I mean? And the kids are like, what? I thought you was just singing my Jesus. And I was like, trying to change it real quick. Because I'm like, it was just, I don't know. It was on my playlist. And, you know, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> Y'all know, like, if it's in your blood and you love to dance and it's in your genes, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard not to go back to your old ways. So, hip-hop dance instructor was also on my list. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not happening. That's just a, that's just a, an idea. Like, I'm like, maybe one day, like, maybe whenever I'm 50, that'll be a goal. That I'll go start exercising again and I can go be one of these cool grannies that uh, teaches hip-hop dance. But then I've also thought about some other things that are still kind of in the works. But my heart is this podcast. And of course, my photography ain't going nowhere. But whenever you have a bunch of kids to support, you're always thinking of new like business endeavors and also like uh, just being able to feed that creative side. Because I am not... I've never been like one that's like what they would say book smart. Like I don't feel like I can sit down and do a bunch of tests and math and all that stuff. That's just not me. And I wish that it was. Like I was definitely a straight C student in school. Okay. So the thoughts of going back to college for anything kind of scare me because I can write an essay and blow their socks off. But if you hand me some eighth grade math, I'm going to uh, revert back to my second grade skills as far as like I can I can roll with some multiplication and fractions. But if you throw some, uh, you know, algebra and all that stuff at me, like I'm not I'm not the gal. I'm not I'm not I'm just not cut out for it. So anyways, my heart is my photography and my podcast and women's ministry like I am really hoping to do some more uh, conferences and stuff like that, like speaking engagements. 
being able to talk to women about their worth and about who they are in Christ and being able to be a face of encouragement for somebody to let you know that you do not have to come to God perfect and you can come to God and all of your messes and you don't have to live out a perfect life because that's for the birds and ain't nobody perfect. The only perfect person that's ever walked this earth is Jesus himself. And though we can try to strive to be like Christ and we can try to love like Jesus and do all of the things that we're supposed to be as Christians, it's okay if it's messy too. So that's my goals. That's where my heart is. So that's what I'm going to keep on striving towards is podcast, writing, women's ministry. And there is also some exciting things in the work that I can't really say just yet, but I will be releasing that soon. But anyways, y'all, I got off topic. The whole point of today's podcast is lessons I learned from the sourdough jar. Because y'all, I have started doing sourdough. And let me tell you, I can cook all day long. I love to cook. I cook about every meal for my family. Uh, Now, these are not always like, you know, a meat and three or anything like that. But something that I can throw together. I can cook. And I love to cook. But here's the thing. I don't really follow a recipe that much, y'all. Like I shared something on Facebook last week and it was like, I just be out here cooking without a recipe and I just sprinkle a little this and a little that until until the uh, our ancestors say, that's enough now, child. <laughs> like that sounds like me because if I ever make something and take it somewhere, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so good. What did you put in? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm not real sure. I just threw a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and mixed in with some TikTok recipes I saw and a recipe that my mama taught me 12 years ago. You know, like I just kind of roll with it and make up my own as I go. Like that's kind of how I live my life, like winging it with cooking, with motherhood, with with homeschooling, with everything. You know, I, I talked about that in my podcast last time about I said I do need to be more on a structure with homeschool as far as like science and social studies. Like that's something that I've got to really work on because we are, it's not that they're not doing, they're doing it, but they're learning like random science experiments. Like let's go do an egg drop and let's dissect an egg. Y'all go gather up the eggs from the chickens and let's cut into it. We're going to learn about all the parts of an egg. And then the next day it might be something totally different. Uh, like we talked about hibernation and animals and stuff like that, but they're learning so much, but I do need to get more structured as far as this week, we're going to do this all week and next week we're going to do, or, you know, this month we're going to do a unit on anatomy or this or that, but you know, that's something that I got to work on. But anyways, the difference with sourdough and cooking is sourdough, you have to go by a recipe and I'm not great at following recipe, but guess what? I have done it, but I have messaged my sweet little cousin, Chloe, like a million times, a million, uh, because it's confusing. Like it really is like you start to do it and then you're like, what should I expect? You have to essentially, the process is easy. You have to get a clear jar, some water, some flour, you mix it up and then you kind of mark where it is. Well, the next day, This is a process of like seven to 10 days to form a sourdough starter. Now, if you get a starter from somebody, it's a lot easier. And I did that too, but I also wanted to see if I could create a starter on my own. 
So I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about it today. And I'm going to tell y'all how God spoke to me at my sourdough jar. And I know that sometimes y'all probably listen to this and y'all can tell that I've got some Pentecostal in my blood and that I also am, God speaks to me a lot in parables. He just does. And I also want to go out on a whim and say that when we talk about God, when we talk about the Holy Spirit and reading your Bible and this or that, it's not a complicated thing. But the word is living. Like the Bible is, it said, you know, the word is living The Holy Spirit is living. So whatever you ask of the Holy Spirit, if you come to God with a a completely, he knows the position of our hearts when we pray. So if we come to him with a humble heart and we seek something, he is going to give you guidance. So, you know, I pray all the time about different things. I'll be in there cooking, praying. I really go to my bathtub and pray. Like if the kids ever come in, they're like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? That's my quiet place. Like that's the only quiet place. And y'all, it ain't even quiet because it sounds like, uh, (laughs) it sounds like all hell's breaking loose in the kitchen. You know, there, whenever I'm in there, I lock the doors and sometimes I can bust in there anyways. I don't even know how, but they are all the time like wrestling or chasing each other or playing, uh, cowboys and Indians are playing, uh, I mean, they're always doing something. My kids are just wild and they love to play and they have the biggest imaginations. But anyways, what I'm saying by this is, as I talk about this parable and how God spoke to me, like he really does. And I know that I'm not like, I know that he speaks to you too. Like he speaks to everyone, but we just have to be still enough to hear it. If that makes sense. Like I say all the time, I know that the Bible is not a magic eight ball. Like I realize that. And I realized that sometimes a structured study is good to do because like I'm doing one with Paisley right now and it's called Seamless. And there's also a Seamless for women, but the Seamless that we are doing is for teenagers, like teenage girls. So if you have a teenage daughter, I encourage you to get it and do it with her because it's like explaining the Bible kind of wrapped up in a whole and it kind of touches on parts of the Bible, but it kind of intricately forms it together, like seamlessly is what the point is, but just explaining on creation and all of these things. So sometimes a structured Bible study is wonderful, but how that I pray and read my Bible a lot of times is I'll pray about something and I'll ask that God speak to me, whatever I open my Bible to. And guess what? I promise you, almost every single time, if there's something that I'm struggling with, or if there, if my heart is heavy, or if I have like terrible anxiety, or if I'm struggling with uh, triggers, or or just heartache, or if I'm worried about something, or the kids, or or anything, and I pray about it, and I open my Bible, y'all, it is it still blows my mind. Like I'll call my mom all the time and be like, "You'll never guess what I turned to in the Bible this morning. You'll never guess what my scripture was whenever I read." So we have to take time to dive in and it doesn't have to be, oh, this book or this book or this book. If you open the book to anywhere in the Bible, most likely, and you're really praying about it, God is going to use one of those verses to speak to you and to your situation. So I just want to encourage you all to know that that's how God works. Like God doesn't just meet you in the places of I'm going to plan this out and it's got to be perfectly planned out. And then I'll be able to get my get some provision or get some direction if I do this, this, or this. No, 
God will meet you exactly where you are. And so I know that I'm kind of getting off topic, but I promise I have a point. I wrote a piece last week um, and I did not want to release it. I've I've been writing a lot and some things God will tell me to release. Like there's one specific piece that I wrote and I actually submitted this to like a women's ministry contest. And um, I feel like God really put it on my heart to share it on January 1st. And I did not. And I'm still, I still feel like I'm at a place where I'm not ready to share that. But I, I will come to a point where I will. But God really pressed on me to share my little devotional that I wrote over the sourdough jar. And I did share it. And I feel like it was super, super long. Like I should have probably shortened it some because I'm sure that anybody that stumbled across it was like, I ain't reading that. That's way too long. Like I ain't about to read that. It's going to take me till tomorrow to finish it. But I kind of just poured my heart out on what God was speaking to me. So the process of sourdough, y'all, I'm sorry that I get off topic. I know I do. I need to get back to the point. But the process of sourdough is simple. You take the water, you take the flour, you mix it all together. And then each day your sourdough, the process is you're going to discard half of it and then you're going to feed it again. So like day two, you're going to feed, you're going to discard the top half and then you're going to feed another cup of flour, another cup of water. You're going to mark where it's at and then you're going to watch it grow. And sometimes there will be a rise and something that I noticed was, ooh, it's getting it's getting bigger. I'm doing something right. And then all of a sudden, I think it was like maybe day five. I can't even remember because I, I kept a check on it. But it just stopped. It stopped doing anything. There was this stuff on top called hooch. And um, <laughs> that's what it's called. <coughs> but it was not doing anything. No matter how I fed it. No matter how I discarded it. And I felt like I was doing everything right. Like down to the you know, I wasn't, I was going by the plan. Like I was going by the recipe, like down to the cups. I was scooping it off exactly where it was supposed to be. I was following the directions for once in my life. And guess what? My sourdough jar, we named her Patricia. Okay. <coughs> Everybody on these groups names their sourdough something else. One of them was Bread Paisley. I thought that was hilarious. One of them was like uh, Edna. People have all kinds of crazy names for their sourdough. And I think it's so cute. But Paisley named ours Patricia. So we're like, how's Patricia today? And Patricia was just still and and stagnant and dormant. And she was doing nothing. And so I I don't know why, y'all, but I went, it just hit me in my gut a little bit. I know this sounds super silly, but I cried because I was like, dadgum, like I've done it all right. And I cannot get this dadgum sourdough to, to do anything. And all these other people are baking all these amazing recipes. And it looks so good. And I just want to focus long enough to to be able to do it and, and bake some bread and be proud of myself for following the steps and staying the course and, and getting it done. And I just felt like crap. Well, I've done killed Patricia. Like I have killed uh, sourdough, y'all. I'm talking about sourdough. <laughs> don't, don't get on here and be like, oh, she's done. It meant to killing something. I'm talking about my sourdough jar. Like I thought that we had killed my starter. And I thought, what? I don't get it. Like I have done everything right. So I gave it a rest and I woke up the next morning and uh, 
I was just in my feelings. And it wasn't just the sourdough. Sometimes little things like can trigger you into thinking like if you have, for instance, if you have issues with like self-worth or feeling like you're not good enough uh, or you don't have confidence in yourself, little things like that can send you into a downward spiral sometimes, just a little bit. It can make you, it can trigger you into thinking, oh, well, you can't do that. You're not good enough to do that. Or you, you can't do anything right. And if you have those triggers or if you already have those issues with self-worth or self-doubt, sometimes the enemy can use little things like that to trigger you and to get you thinking all these thoughts and believing all these lies. And then guess what? You're in a full-blown depression over sourdough. Like something that's supposed to be bringing you joy and something that is simple and little. And like, I don't know how to say this. Like, it's not the sourdough. Like, I don't want anybody getting on here and being like, she's crazy. She's talking about sourdough, like getting her all in a tizzy. It's not that. Like, sometimes that can just trigger little things like that. (coughs) So I had my bath, woke up the next morning, went to check my sourdough, and she had fallen yet again. Like, she was not rising. She had fallen. So God just spoke to me like so plainly and he just said, my grace is sufficient. And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like I, I knew exactly what he meant. Like where we feel less than or feel like we can't do something, God, that's where God fills our cup. Like if we feel like our cup is empty or our cup is fallen, like God will fill us up to give us exactly what we need. So I wrote a piece over it, like a devotional. I just started writing and I shared it. And I, I just wanted to get on here and share it with you guys about the the rise and the fall of sourdough and how it's much like life. Like it's not about the sourdough, y'all. Like I'm comparing sourdough to life. Like sometimes we get super excited and we feel like we do all of the right things. All of the right things. We're doing it exactly to a T, how we're supposed to do it. And then it just doesn't work out. Or we feel like we're getting somewhere. Maybe it's with healing um, in our journeys. No no matter if it's something that we've been through. Maybe it's depression, anxiety, uh, broken marriages, broken relationships. Anything that you feel like maybe you found healing. And then you take 10 steps forward and 20 steps back. So it's all about a journey. It's all about the journey. And that's how life is with anything. Like if you've experienced a loss and you feel like you have some days where You've came so far, but then the next day you're back, you have a trigger or you have something that takes you back to that place to where it's fresh and it's new and you're feeling it all over again. Know that you're not alone. Just like I talked about and the devotional that I wrote over sourdough, um, sometimes we feel like we've made so much progress only to see that it's fallen and that we're getting nowhere. And we could even be inches away from a breakthrough that we've been praying for um, or for getting over a hurdle, you know, like a hurdle that you feel like uh, you have spent so much time trying to, to get over. Maybe you are close to that breakthrough that you've been praying for, but life and the enemy, because he is also real. And it says in the Bible, he is prowling around like a lion looking for somebody to devour and he comes to steal, to kill and destroy And y'all, that's not just quoting and spitting scriptures. That is the God's honest truth. And I've experienced it in my life. And if you walk with God and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I know that you know that to be real too. If you've experienced warfare in your life or if you start walking towards something that God has called you to, 
I was just texting with my um, best friend last night about some stuff, and I said, just ex- just know that warfare be be planted and be ready because warfare will be extremely heavy. Like if you ever start doing something for God, you better be ready for some pushbacks from the enemy. Like it, it's just going to happen. But life always, life also has a way of pushing us back. Things come up unexpectedly. Uh, sometimes we get derailed, we get discouraged, and sometimes we just want to throw in the towel. I've also got a sign in my bathroom, y'all, and it's so funny and cute, and it makes me laugh when I go in there, but it says, I was going to throw in the towel, but then I remembered how much laundry I have. <laughs> like, y'all, my laundry is like jacked up to the ceiling in there. Like, I need to go do something about that instead of, I'm sure that my kids, they love all these cookies and stuff I've been making with this sourdough and this bread, but I'm sure they're like, Mama needs to quit uh, growing that sourdough and wash me some socks. Like, that's probably what they're thinking, y'all. But um, anyways, so I could not get this sourdough to do anything. No matter what I did, I went by all the all the recipes. I watched a ton of videos, and I started doing some research about the fall. And y'all also, these that are sourdough experts, I know that y'all are probably going to listen to this and be like, well, there was a reason for that, and that's normal. And I'm getting there. Like, I totally, I feel, yeah, like it is, it is normal for it to fall. Like, I know that. But I started doing some research and the falling with this in the sourdough process is normal. And um, just like life, like it's to, sometimes it just happens and it's to be expected. But it doesn't keep us from being disappointed and figure and trying to wonder what we should have done different. You know, it happens to us all at every stage in life. There's the highs, there's the lows, there's the mountains and the valleys, and some falls are bigger than others. Like, you know, whenever you're young and you're learning how to ride a bike and you fall off your bike and you get a scraped knee and you run inside, your mama kisses it, gives you a Band-Aid, and it's okay. But then as you get older, the falls may not be on your bicycle, it may be, um, it may be other falls, like emotionally. It may be, you may go through battles that you don't even talk about. You may hit rock bottom more time than once. And guess what? Those falls are the ones that are harder to bounce back from. Those falls are the ones that you can't just slap a Band-Aid on and go on about your day. Like those are the falls that sometimes you just want to throw out the jar. Y'all feel me? Y'all know what I mean? Those falls are more difficult to get up from because... They leave our knees battered, bruised, and severely wounded. I'm just reading some script or some pieces from this. So when the sourdough falls, we're supposed to discard a lot of it. Like even if it's not half, sometimes you have to dump like three-fourths of it out. Like all that junk, all that stuff that's been kind of smelly and just floating at the top that is just stagnant and dormant and no growth, no nothing, just looks yuck. Sometimes you just got to dump it all out, start over. But sometimes with the best sourdough starters, you don't want to throw out everything you worked for, everything that you've already built up to this point. Yes, it may have stopped and it may have fell, but there's something still there. Do y'all understand what I mean? So just like God spoke to me about the areas, maybe it's maybe we need to empty out all that junk that floats to the top and then. 
fill our jar again and kind of repeat the process because you know there's something still good in there. You know, and sometimes there isn't. Sometimes you just got to start all over, clean your jar and start again. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that either. But y'all see what I'm getting at here? Sometimes we need to empty ourselves of things that we're holding on to in that jar that we just need to let go. And we need to pour out and allow God to pour in fresh His Spirit, like things that only He can pour into us. Like sometimes we need to empty ourselves so that there's more room for God. I hope that that makes sense. I'm beginning to learn that in all areas of life, if I feel inadequate or if I feel insecure or any struggles that we deal with as women, God's grace is sufficient. Like we should take, we should be, we can we should consider it a blessing whenever we are weak in areas. Because if we were not, like if we felt like we were strong enough to handle anything, and if we felt like we had it all together, then guess what? We wouldn't feel like we needed God. Uh, we wouldn't have that deep personal relationship of, I know that I can't, and I know that I'm not enough. But guess what? God is. I know that I've got these issues, but guess what? God's going to come in clutch and he's going to handle it and he's going to fight my battles. And all I got to do is stop trying to fight things and stop trying to handle things my own way um, and stop trying to go buy a recipe all the time and just let God do what only God can do. And y'all, in sourdough, just like in life, sometimes y'all, we just want to do things on our time. Like we... Don't have the patience. Y'all feel me? Like sometimes it's hard to be patient. Sometimes we want to rush things and we want to get it get it done. And we are sick of the waiting. But sometimes in the waiting, that's when we learn our biggest lessons. And also, y'all, sometimes in the fall, we learn the best lessons. Sometimes it's in those moments where life knocks the breath out of us or we get the rug jerked out from under us because we've all had those moments. And we've all had those times. And sometimes it's in those spots where we have to depend on God. And that's where God teaches us the biggest lessons. And sometimes that's when God pushes us closer to him. So sometimes with sourdough, when you get when you get your sourdough started and you get it growing and it's time to bake your bread, sometimes you got to, there's something called rest. And if you're a mama, rest is kind of a thing of the past. Y'all know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, what is rest? I don't remember the last time that I rested, but I have learned with sourdough that you have to just let it rest. Sometimes you just got to put it in the bowl and you got to let it rest. And if you don't, then guess what? Your bread ain't going to turn out no good. Because with one of my loaves that I did, it looked beautiful on the outside. I went through all the steps and this was with another starter that was already established. This wasn't the starter that has me all frustrated and in a tizzy. This was with my starter that was already established. But I baked the bread and guess what? It looked beautiful on the outside. Our house smelled so good. So good. Like sourdough, that smell, y'all, is I wish they had a candle that smelled like sourdough and I would burn it in my house because it smell, it makes your whole house smell so good. But when we cut into that sucker, y'all, it was disappointing. Like I had my honey butter ready. We was going to slap some on it and eat it for breakfast. And guess what? The kids, they were so sweet because they knew that I had spent flipping forever on this sourdough bread. And they were like, oh yeah, I'm just, that's good mama. But ooh, my belly's full. My belly is full and I don't really 
think I'm hungry right now. So y'all know if my kids don't eat it, it ain't no kale. Like, might as well just feed it to the dogs because my kids will eat us out of house and home. They will eat anything, and even they didn't want they didn't want it. So, anyways, my starter is a, is a whole other story, though, y'all. So after I released this piece about my sourdough starter and trust in the process and his grace being sufficient and the fall, like sometimes the fall is vital because if it falls and then you throw it all out, you can always have a fresh chance, a fresh start. But sometimes the best starters are the ones that you dump out the top half that's all junky and all uh, yuck looking and you feed it and it'll grow and it will expand and it'll keep on growing. And after researching the fall, you know, with sourdough and comparing it to life, it's so much alike that something I read is that the the fall in the process is important, but the rise, it's what's, that's what's vital. Y'all, the rise. And that just gives me cold chills and it makes me teary-eyed whenever I even say that because sometimes we focus too much on the fall, on on the scars that we get from the falls. And when we feel like sometimes we're still there or we feel like we're stumbling and we're back to that place, that's whenever we just need to reach up, even if it's to the hem of his garment, and say, you are the only one that can pull me out of this mess. You've done it before. You'll do it again. And guess what, devil? I ain't giving up hope. Um, I know who my God is, and he's greater than the fall. Um, Sometimes we focus too much on the fall, and the fall is important because we learn our lessons there, and we learn things, and we, you know, we grow, and we develop character and grit and maybe some grace, but the rise is what's important. That's what's vital, and some of us may feel like our rise ain't coming, and we feel like we're so far away from that rise, but y'all, whenever you have that rise, it, that's what you're going to remember. Not the, not the fall. Yes, we're going to look back and we're going to remember the fall, but your rise is what, that's what matters. Like that's the, that's way more important than anything else. And I feel like your rise is bigger than you were when you started. So ain't y'all ever heard the comeback is better than the setback? So if you've not heard that today, I want to speak that into you. I want to speak that over your life, that if you're going through something or if you're in a fall right now, or if you're coming out of a fall, um, our pastor once said that you're either coming out of a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're about to go into a storm. That's life. That's life. And I've I've discovered that the older that, that you get, whenever you have a family or you have kids, or you're just a woman. You know, you're just a man. Everybody's going to experience storms, especially whenever you start walking with Christ. Like it's inevitable. The devil's going to fight you tooth and nail. He's going to try to throw some curveballs at you. Um, It's like if you walk in a door and he's trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you. Like that, that's what, that's what's to be expected. That's what warfare is. That's what battles you face as a Christian. And it's not about the battles and it's not about falling because the fall is expected. The disappointment and the hurts, they're expected. But the rise is what you can't forget. The rise is what is important. And I just want to speak life into you that your rise is coming and your rise is going to be beautiful. And I also have another story, like just a little mini story to kind of wrap this up. After I released the piece 
about sourdough. And I encourage y'all to go read it because I can write way better than I can talk about it. But after I released this piece, I um, realized the next morning after I shared it and I was obedient and I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to release it because a lot of times I am too insecure and I am not that vulnerable to to release my writings because I feel like some of them I just are for me and I don't want to share. But God's pushing me more and more to share a lot of the things that I write because we all are given um, gifts to use for God and anything to glorify God, like God calls us to do that. So if it's, it's even little things like that. If you ever have have a status or have, even if it's texting a friend, whatever it is, sometimes God will just put it on your heart and we have to be obedient and we have to do that because if not, then you feel sick over it. And um, anyways, I had released that piece, that devotional, and I went in the next morning. I was like, oh, this is, this is, this sourdough jar is just going to, I did all the steps. I dumped out the top part and I fed it again. And y'all, I just want to say it. Patricia, the sourdough, she was dead, y'all. Like there wasn't no hope for her. This had already been days of her falling. There was no growth. There was nothing. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to post that because I've been kind of posting about my journey, my sourdough journey. And every day the little cookies and stuff were baking. Well, I didn't want to release this devotional that I wrote about lessons from the sourdough jar and talking about not giving up uh, and then to just get on there the next day and tell y'all, hey, well, guess what? I know that I compared my sourdough jar to life, but it's dead. Like, who, <laughs> who wants to do that? So I was like, I ain't telling that part. I ain't gonna tell that part. Like, it's just dead. I'm gonna have to clean her out later. So anyways, we knew at this point that she she was gone. She was dead. So I thought, it's a mess to clean out a sourdough jar. So I kind of put it off. Kind of put it off. So I kind of left it over there on the oven. I thought, I'm going to have to clean that out later. And I just messed with my other starter that was already established that my cousin Chloe had gave me. And I made stuff with that. And I focused on that one. I had already forgot about Patricia over there because I knew that there wasn't no hope for her. Okay. So this was last week whenever I had released this. We knew Patricia was, she was a goner. I wasn't going to tell that part, but y'all, I know this sounds crazy. Um, and like I said, I'm not an expert at all with sourdough with nothing. And I may have people come on here and say, oh, that's normal. I don't think it's normal. We didn't touch her. She stayed on the countertop. I just didn't get a chance to clean her out. Like I just didn't. And I had honestly kind of forgot about it. Y'all, three days later. Three days. And I want you to think about the significance here. Okay? Because I know that I sound very spiritual. And it's because because I am. I know I compare a lot of stuff to the Holy Spirit and to God. But y'all, this is what I'm saying. He speaks to us in the little things. In the mundane things. In the things that are simple and sometimes silly. And I know, <laughs> I know it sounds silly a little bit. But y'all, I don't think it was a coincidence. Three days of her being dead over there. No life, no nothing. Here I had released this piece about not giving up and, and you know, the the sourdough and growth and the, the fall, but the rise is coming. Y'all, the sourdough jar, <laughs> she had no life for three days. I was fixing to dump her out. And I came in here three days later, y'all. And that sucker was bubbling like crazy. She had rose and she had bubbled up. And, um... 
we got ready to throw her out. And Paisley said, Mama, what in the world? Did you do something to to Patricia? Because <laughs> Paisley's like, I'm going to hop. I'm going to be her hop girl. I'm going to I'm going to talk to her and say, come on, Patricia, don't give up. <coughs> like, that's just she's just silly like that and loves to man her cut up about stuff. But y'all, she was bubbling out. And I thought, what in the world? Well, I looked in there and I thought, well, surely she's probably, it's probably mold. No, y'all. There was no mold. There was no yuck stuff at the top. It was just bubbles. Okay. So three days of her sitting there, me not feeding her, me not tending to her, just just letting it go and letting her sit over there on the counter. Um, there were bubbles and she had risen like big time. So I got all teary-eyed because I was like, if this ain't God, I don't know what it is because I... I write a devotional about a sourdough piece. And then, of course, you know, I think she's dead the next day. Three days. There's a significance here. Three days. Nothing is ever too dead for God to bring back. Okay? Even if it's, I know that sounds silly. And, y'all, I'm not talking about the sourdough. I'm talking about anything in life. If you look at a situation or if you look at whether it's a situation, whether it's a person, whether it is your, maybe you have a child that has strayed and you feel like there is no hope for them. Y'all, there is a God that that we serve that nothing is ever too hopeless for. There is nobody that he doesn't, you know, it says in the Bible, he left the 99 for the one. So if you're in a situation where you feel like there's no hope, or if you have a child, or if you are in a marriage and you feel like there is no other option and you feel like it's dead or if you feel like any situation that that seems hopeless god can bring it back okay god is a god of of hope and of miracles and he will make a way so y'all i know that i've rambled and i know that i've talked about some things that y'all probably are like this chick is crazy <laughs> That's okay, too, because whenever you um, get to a place in your walk with Christ, you don't, it just is. Some things you can't explain. And I know some things, yeah, maybe it's a coincidence. I'm not discrediting and saying that it is, but I don't think it is. I think that God, I know for a fact, there's so many times that I've not even talked about. I'll tell my mama some stuff, and me and Cody will talk about some stuff, uh, but there's just so many things that in ways that are God winks. And I know that y'all have had those. And I know that if you're a Christian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not crazy. God will speak to you from the sourdough jar. He did me. That's for sure. Um, even, it, you know, he just shows us lessons. So it's it's not about the sourdough and it's not about that specific situation. It's just letting you know that God is in the little things. He is there. It's not just the the big things. You don't have to be standing in a church to get your prayer answered or to feel like, um, you know, that you need direction or you need an answered prayer or you need God's guidance. Sometimes that's in the middle of your bathroom. You know, sometimes that's while you're in the shower. Sometimes that's when you're driving in the car. Sometimes it's just playing a song in your kitchen while you're cooking. God is in all the little places, just like he's in all the big places. God is everywhere. And the Holy Spirit is with you always. So I just want to be an encouragement to y'all. And I want to let y'all know that nothing's ever too dead for God. 
Okay. Because Patricia was dead, y'all. And she came back three days. <laughs> just like Lazarus. But anyways, it's just a comparison. And <clears throat> just letting y'all know that that's how God speaks to us. And I want to encourage y'all and let y'all know that y'all are loved. And that I always want to be real and raw with y'all. And, and that's just how I roll. So today, wherever you're at, just know that God is with you. Okay. He spoke to me before in the middle of a goodwill. Okay. So if I know that he speaks to me at a goodwill, then he'll speak to you too, sister. And there ain't nobody, no situation, um, no sourdough, no anything too far for God to reach out and revive and resurrect. <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing's too big for God. Um, I love y'all, and I hope that this reaches a heart today, and I hope that y'all don't think that I'm nuts. But if you do, that's okay, too. I love y'all anyways. <laughs> but y'all be watching my page. Um, if you got something out of this podcast, you know, I want to hear from y'all. Sometimes it's hard whenever you're podcasting because you release something and you pour your heart into it, and then you get a bunch of listeners, but sometimes it's just good to know that it reached somebody and it was an encouragement to somebody. So y'all be uh, watching my page. I've got some exciting things coming soon. And y'all just try to make the best of this weather. Let's just pray for some sunshine so we can get out and these kids can, you know, exert some of this energy besides, you know, wrecking our houses. (laughs) But I love y'all and I hope y'all have an amazing week. I will see y'all next time.